Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Welcome back. Kicking off another wonderful, amazing, beautiful week together. It was a beautiful Simcha Dika Shabbos. Mm. Should be a week of Simcha, Rabbi Say. Shabbos Makar Bracha. It's a beautiful Simcha that we all had together here in Summerton. Should bring good to Basuras, good tidings, good news, and lots of Simcha and celebration for all of Kleisrol. And <clears throat> this morning's Breakfast and Learn program is sponsored by, uh, sponsored, not anonymous, right? Anonymous? Not anonymous. Yes, the Shmuel Richmond and the Richmond family. <laughs> Um, in honor of all things that, that, that uh, are honorable. So thank you once again, Yezer Shmuel. In part, because other people brought the vegetables. And... It's sponsored in honor of the, of the veggie, the veggie yidden. Shkayich to Yezer Shmuel, the Richmond family, and to the veggie yidden. And uh, it should be for all of you and your families. Okay, so it's Parshas Vayichi we just had. And Parshas Vayichi, we have the original, the Gemara tells us, exchange between Yaakov and his children, which gives us the minig adi that finds its way into Shulchan Aruch of Shema and Baruch Shem. So let's read the Gemara together. We had this close of having Rabbi Preshel here the Shabbos. He touched on this Gemara. Friday night he went into uh, uh, exploring a Rambam, so we're going to return. He, he alluded to the fact that the saying Baruch Shem quietly is a sugin of itself. We're going to explore that sugin now. So it begins with the Gemara. Let's read the Gemara. Mara says like this. Psachim nun vavamidalif. The Gemara Psachim towards the end of the fourth parak. Mara says, starting with the puzzle we just had yesterday. Vayikri Yaakov Elbana Vayimri Heosfu Vagidalachem Yaakov Avinu and Vayichi gathered his sons together. He said, I want to I want to talk to you guys. I have something to tell you. What do Yaakov want to tell them? Something else, something other than what he told them. Because Yaakov Lagalis Lavan of Kate, Hayamin, Hayamin. Yaakov wanted to tell them when Mashiach is coming. Yaakov was about to tell them when Mashiach is coming. When he lost the Shechina, at the last moment he lost, the, 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 the Shechina took, took the knowledge away from him. He banned himself, he suddenly forgot when Mashiach is going to come. Agav, how did Yaakov know when Mashiach was going to come? There at the Galagav end there, so how did he know? How did Yaakov know? He's Yaakov. He's Yaakov, okay. We don't find, we're not told that Avram knew, we're not told that Yitzchak knew, we're not told that Yosef knew, we're not told that David knew. He's Yaakov, it's true, he's Yaakov. And I'm Reber, you know. So, uh, no. <laughs> how did Yaakov know? That's, that's, a, that's the beginning of an answer. But what made you, why, why, how did Yaakov know when Mashiach is going to come? Where did you get it from? So, the, the Das Canaan, the Bali Tosis, I said, you know how Yaakov knew he saw it in his Cholom. Yaakov had a Chaloy in the beginning of Vayetse. He sees the Malachim, Oilim Vyordim Boy. He sees the, the Sulam, Mutzav Arts of Roshimagishamam. He sees the Malachim going up and down. So, there's a Medrash. Medrash Tanchuma says, who are these malachim that Yaakov and saw going up? So Rashi brings in the malachim from Chutzlar to the malachim from That's what our kids bring home from Gandos projects. All the kids know the malachim first, they go up and then they go down, right? Everyone knows the Torah of that. It's Rashi, Rashi brings us down. So Medrash Tanchuma says another pshat. The malachim that Yaakov saw were the, the, the malachim, the sar of the Arba Malchias. He saw, says in Medrash, the sar of, 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 uh, of Bavel, of Parasamadai, Yavon, and the sar of Edoim. Going up the ladder and coming down, and each one went up an amount of rungs corresponding to the gullus of that malach. So you saw the malach of Babel going up 70 rungs and coming back down, Parasamadai going up however many decades they had, Yavan going up a couple hundred years, and then you saw the malach of, of Edom going up and up and up and up and up, and he had Chalisha Zadah, says the Medrash. So, anyway, so says the Bali Toysvis, so that's how Yaakov knew the case, because he saw, he, kept, he counted the rungs, he saw how far up the malach of Edom went until he had to come back down again, that's how he knew the case. Saw so in his dream. Anyway, so, uh, what was the Haftoch? I think Ramban says, Ramban Shantog, he brings that Madrash. 
Then there's gonna there's gonna be a case of the gulls, yeah, yeah. But he know he knew exactly how many years it was gonna be by seeing how high up it went. The it says Malchav Baba went up seventy rungs. So he, that's how he knew exactly how many years it was gonna be. Seventy, then two hundred, then this one's going up two thousand rungs. That was his Khalifa's das. The Malchav come stop, 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 come down, come down, come down. Like that was the Khalifa Zadah, so it's like a, the, 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 the disproportionate length of the final Gaulus. What's that? What his children are going to have to go through. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway, so that, that's, that's when he knew when the, when the Gaulus was going to be. When, I'm sorry, how long the final Gaulus was going to be. Interesting. That's the Canaan. So, Kapan the Gemara continues. Um, and so Yaakov had, now Yaakov also had Chalisha Sadas, the knowledge was taken away from him. He said, one second, it's not, it can't be my fault, can't be my fault, it must be somebody over here is, is, is the problem with him. Shema, Amar, Shema Chas Hashem, Yesh I'm sorry, he didn't, well, he didn't say it, like, I'm, putting, I'm putting a little bit too much in the Gemara, he didn't say it can't be my fault. But mm-hmm. he didn't, he said, perhaps it's it's someone, it's the fault of someone who's present over here. In other words, he didn't, didn't, didn't he, assuming, Rebbe took it away from me because his children weren't ready to hear. Shema Chas Hashem, Yesh B'mitasi, P'sul, K'avram, Maybe one of you is not Roy. Maybe Taco. This was Yaakov was very afraid of this, of having a shemitz in his zeraf producing a psul like his zayda produced a yishmal and his tata produced the esav. So everyone was present was makabel machu shemaim. They said no, don't worry. Hashem elkin Hashem echad. Kashem sha ain belibcha el echad kach ain belibenu el echad. Same way Yaakov, you know you. We also are, there's, no, there's nothing besides the Rebbein Shalalim over here. So Yaakov Yidu heard that, he was consoled. He's, uh, clearly Hashem just wanted to take the information away from him. It wasn't because his sons weren't worthy of it. So Yaakov response to Shema was to, to, to say, Baruch Shem, Baruch Shem, Okay, so that's the end of the Agadah, the exchange between Yaakov and his sons. So Amri Rabbanon, so now we want to incorporate that such a nice, beautiful um, Agadita in exchange between Yaakov and his sons that he responds to their Kabbalah so Malchus with Baruch Hashem, Kavod, Malchus, Eliyahu, has the glory of Hashem's Malchus and indeed be blessed forever. So we want to incorporate into Hashem. So now the Chazal have a dilemma. The Gemara tells us, speaks out a dilemma. Hey, Chinavid, what should we do? Naimru, if we want to say Baruch Hashem now, when we say Shema, Layam Ramayish Rabbeinu, Ramayish didn't put this into Shema. You look in Parshas Veschan, we have Shema Yisrael Hashem Lekin Hashem Lechad, and the Yohavto, there's no Baruch Shem over there. Lo'inoimru, but we're not going to say it. Amr Yaakov, Yaakov did say it. So we have this dilemma. Yaakov said it, so we should say it, but Maisha didn't say it, so we shouldn't say it. What do we do? So the compromise is say it, but say it quietly. And this, this is the Gemara here in Pesachim, it makes it into Shulchan Aruch, Shulchan Aruch, and Hilchus Krishma, Paskins, Hilchus in Sif Samach Aleph, Shulchan Aruch Paskins, we say it silently. Yeah, and the Gemara brings down, right before the Gemara has a few more lines, the Gemara brings down an interesting mushal. It's like a princess who she's walking past the kitchen and she, she smells the, 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 the leftovers there in the chalant pot. You know the stuff that, uh, you know, Yapchik, who knows how to make a Yapchik over here? Anyone ever made a Yapchik? So you guys know what a Yapchik is, right? Yeah. Okay, Shmuel, Shmuel knows what a Yapchik is. Yeah. Okay, no thanks to the Rebson. <laughs> what? No thanks to the Rebson. Yeah, so Yapchik, the best part of the Yapchik, what's the best part of the Yapchik? 
What? The, bo- the bottom part. Well, the bottom part where they have all the the stuff that was there with the crust in the bottom that was cooking there the whole the whole Shabbos. There's flesh there. The flesh of the potatoes like get a get a schmacker, you know, um, fried fried meat and, and potatoes all the way at the bottom. So, but you know, that's like you got to scrape that out of the bottom of the pot. So the major says it's like the princess, the basmel. She's walking past the kitchen, and she smells the yabchik crust from the bottom of the pot. They already served the yabchik. They have the crusts. They're stuck in the bottom of the pot in the kitchen. In time, if she asks for it, she's going to ask for this stuff. Yesh look and I. So does the princess, the basmel, wants to come to the kitchen scraping at the bottom of the pot. Loi toimar, yesh But she doesn't ask for it. She's she, you know, she's halshing for it. That's she really wants that stuff. So they they chapped at the basmel once. So they like they smuggle it out of the kitchen. They sneak it out of the kitchen. Sneak it out. Put it like you know, um, same kind of thing. Like what do you do? You what? You're leaving a, a simcha, and and there's so much there on the Viennese table, and much more that can fit on one plate. What do you do? So you have to figure out a way of sneaking things out without people seeing. Right? How much you're taking home from the how many bags of cookies are you sneaking out with you? Right. Some by some of these functions they started having. You know, they have those warming tables of the cookies, those big cookies that you get on your way out. And they have those bags. There's only so many cookies that can fit in the bag, right? So you have to figure out how many of those bags you can sneak out with you. So they some of the chasnas they started having a cookie man. By the, they have a cookie man there, a cookie man, who who you can't take the cookies by yourself anymore. They have a guy with tongues that gives out the cookie that gives out the cookies of the bags because we know how many people. Try to sneak out how many bags of cookies with them. So, so you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you know, do this and save your reputation. You know, let's say, yeah, you're like a rice curl or something. There's only so many bags of cookies you can take out and get away with it. So um, that's why you bring your wife, your wife along, right? That's right. Everyone can take their own bag of cookies. But let's get back to the Gemara. So, so the Bas Melech. That's enough about the cookies. The Bas Melech. The Bas Melech really wants the 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 stuff that's stuck on the pot. So she has to figure out a way of um, getting it. So we sneak it to her quietly. Okay, that's interesting. What is it? It's the basmelech, the, the, the leftovers, the yapchik, the pat. What is it? The shaman, baruch shem. What does it have to do with baruch shem? Question? No. Shock. No, not right now. No, thank you. Anyway, um, <laughs> at the end, maybe we'll have time for the for for uh, for every for. Um, well, we'll see if we have time at the end, but let's keep going. Let's keep let's not, let's keep the building of the, the continuity or momentum. Um, concludes different monogam different places. Our minig is based on shochanarch again. We pass like this gemara that we say bechashoi. Okay, so we have an exchange between Yaakov and and uh, his sons Shema with Baruch Shem. Mars the dilemma, what should we do? So we solve, we make the compromise, we say it quietly, and then we have this interesting mushroom over here with the basmelch. The basmelch asked quietly then? They've what she, they chapped what she wanted, they chapped what she wanted, and they solved the dilemma by getting her, they snuck it out for her. They chapped what she wanted. Well, what, was the, what was the comparison between Yabchik and Baruch Shem quiet? Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, I said, it's a funny, it's a funny, funny mushroom, funny mushroom, so it has, it has to be dressed also, yes, certainly. Um, okay, so it's like this. So that we have Baruch Shem, the Gemara says we say Baruch Shem quietly, and we, that's why we say it quietly. So everybody knows that on Yom Kippur you say it aloud. You say it aloud on Yom Kippur. This is the one time of the year we say it aloud. It's a tour. The tour brings down this Minig Ashkenaz. That on Yom Kippur we say it loudly. Question is, a couple things. A couple things. First of all, um, mothers sometimes ask, asked, sometimes ask this question. On Yom Kippur that we say Baruch Shem aloud. <clears throat> when you, you, they, they, they put their kids to sleep at night. 
you know, you say uh, every Yiddish Mamma says Shema with the kids, uh, you know, at night. So what about on the night of Yom Kippur when they're putting the kids to sleep? You say Baruch Shem Olad as well. So the minute by the Mamas, I believe, the minute by the Mamas, I know that on Yom Kippur, you say Baruch Shem Olad. As you say, they say Baruch Shem Olad with the kids at night also in Yom Kippur. And we're going to say tonight with Yom Kippur, we say Baruch Shem Olad altogether. Question is, maybe you could do that all year round. Maybe all year round when you're saying Shema with your kids, you can say Baruch Shem Olad. And it's not so pashit, this minig, of when you say Baruch Shem silently, when you don't say it silently. In fact, I think we may discover three distinct minhagim over here <clears throat> as to when you say Baruch Shem silently, and maybe there are times you can say it aloud outside of Yom Everybody does that in Yom we say it, the Koyal Ram. There may be other times you can also say it aloud, and just to, to throw something out, a, a shake-up a little bit, it's brought down the, the Minigan base brisk. This comes from Rabbi Chaim, brisk of Chaim Salavetrik, and this is the Minigan of the Briskarov as well. The Briskarov, whenever he dam biyachidus, and the Briskarov sometimes is dam biyachidus. Um, whenever he would dam biyachidus, dam shachas biyachidus, or mayr biyachidus, he would say Baruch Shem out loud. The Briskarov said Baruch Shem out loud whenever he dam biyachidus. Presumably, the Briskarov would say Shema with his kids, put his kids to sleep. He would also say Baruch Shem out loud. So it's not just saying putting your kids to sleep and you know, your kippur. You say Baruch Shem out loud. According to Briskarov. Anytime you say Baruch Shem, you're putting kids to sleep, you're davening beichidus, you're not davening shul, you say Baruch Shem aloud. <clears throat> That's interesting. That's, this seems to be one one approach to to, uh, to to saying Baruch Shem. Now we, the the, the general minigah olam is that when we're davening beichidus, we'll say Baruch Shem quietly, the same way in shul we say it quietly. What's Hakdav Shat? Where's the brisker of coming from? Meidu chisa. There's another, uh, another, another, another uh, okay, uh, that, that I'd like to speak at. So again, we have generally whenever we're saying Baruch Shem, we say it quietly unless we're saying it in Yom Kippur. The briskerav, anytime he would daven the Yichidus, he would say Baruch Shem aloud. Just in Shul, he would say it quietly. At home, he would say it aloud. <clears throat> There's another practice called um, a, a form of Yom Kippur that we call Yom Kippur Katan. Called Yom Kippur Katan. We've done Yom Kippur Katan a few times over here in the neighborhood. Um, Yom Kippur Katan is Erev Rish Chodesh. Erev Rish Chodesh. There's a big Indian. There's the slichas, special slichas that were composed for Erev Rish Chodesh to try to, um, since Rish Chodesh itself is Yom Kippur L'chol Taidalsam, it's a time of Kapara. So it's a miniature Yom Kippur. So we go into Rish Chodesh doing tshuva. So there's slichas people say Erev Yom Kippur, Erev Rish Chodesh rather. And at the end, you do the same Kabbalah's Omachu Shemayim in the Yom Kippur Katan service that we do by Ni'ilah on Yom Kippur, right? We have, uh, everyone here presumably is on Yom Kippur Khan at least once in their lives. Um, and the end of Yom Kippur Khan services on Erev Rish we say Shema out loud, you say Hashem Hulakim seven times out loud, Hashem Melech, Hashem Melech out loud, and you say Baruch Shem three times out loud. The same way they say, we say at the end of Ni'ilah on Yom Kippur, you say Baruch Shem three times out loud. So Yom Kippur Khan, you do the same thing. So I remember when I was uh, in our Eretz Yisrael Diki Yarin, our Eretz Yisrael years, I would when I when I had the opportunity, I would try Yom Kippur Khan to go down to the Kaisel. The Kaisel, there's a minion kavua all the way in the inside of the Kaisel. They have like two two, three hundred people there. And they have a a Yushalaim or Baltvila, the Shlech Tibur is always the same Shlech Tibur, Yushalmi fellow, and he does he does he does um, he does he leads everybody in the Yom Kippur Khan services over there. It's it's really it's a very moving, very powerful, very powerful. So whenever I had the opportunity I would go down to uh, to the daven by the kaisel. So they had the, the regulars that would come every time, you know, to, to, to participate in this Yom Kippur Kaden, from the beginning all the way to the end, Erev Shchidish. And there's one other person who's also a regular there. Whenever I came, this guy was there also. There's one guy who came every single time 
And his job was, he stuck around all the way to the end, his job was that when everyone got up to Baruch Shem, they said Baruch Shem out loud, the same way they did on Yom Kippur, his job was to go, shh, 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 to shashkin everybody up, to try, he made him achal, you have to, to, say, to say Baruch Shem quietly. So everybody, the Shleach Sibur would say, Baruch Shem, kivayt ma'achusoy, and as soon as the Shleach Sibur started saying it out loud, this guy, you know, got up and he went, shh, shh, as loud as he could, it's hard to do that loud, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> he had a whole month in between to practice. And when the tzibur started doing Baruch Shem, he went, shh, 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 tried silencing everybody up. So he came every month to the Yom Kippur Cotton service to make a macha, to let everybody know that they're not allowed to say Baruch Shem out loud by Yom Kippur Cotton. Okay, that was it. No, nobody listened to him. Nobody ever listened <laughs> to him. But it didn't stop him from coming every single month. That was his steller was to, 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 to what? That was his steller. Stellar was to come and 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 make a macha. So what's up with that? What's up with that? Is this fellow right? Is he wrong? Was the Yom Kippur Khan people are they right? They're wrong. The minute Yisrael, but Yom Kippur Khan is we're we're emulating Yom Kippur. We we when when does Yom Kippur Khan, you say Shema Elad. You say Baruch Shem Elad. We say Baruch Shem Elad like we do on Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, that is the minute. Everyone says Baruch Shem So this fellow held that no, on Yom Kippur, cotton, you don't do it. Only on Yom Kippur. Really, Yom Kippur, you say Baruch Shem Yom Kippur, cotton, you don't say that loud. Is he right? Is he wrong? Is, 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 is the Tzibur right? Is the Tzibur wrong? So, the answer is, there's, there, 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 there are a lot of different things going on over here with Baruch Shem. It could be, could be depending on how, look, how you look at it, maybe everybody's right, maybe everybody's wrong. There, there are no fewer than three, there may maybe even a fourth, a fourth way of understanding the, the principle behind this idea of saying Baruch Shem quietly, the principle, why you say it quietly, and depending on what the principle is, what the applications are, where you say it quietly. So we've seen so far, let's say, the, the, the standard practice is we'll say Baruch Shem quietly in our Shema, in, at home in Shul, we'll say it out loud, Yom Kippur, and Yom Kippur, Khan, the Briska Rav would say it quietly, Shul, at home you would say it loud, we don't do that <clears throat> during the year, and this fellow, there's a fellow who held Yom Kippur, you say it out loud, and Yom Kippur, Khan, you say it quietly. Um, so where are all these minhagam coming from? But let's throw a couple more questions out there. And what about the Baruch Shames that are not part of Shema? There's a lot of Baruch Shames that are not part of Shema. There's Baruch Shame that... You know, there's the tefillah of Rimnuchuni ben Akana, Ana bechayech kedulas yimincha, that we say say it in the morning after Karbanis. You say it Friday night after um, before lechadaydi. You say Ana bechayech, right? There's Ana bechayech kabbalistic prayer. So the last line of Ana bechayech, it comes from Rimnuchuni ben Akana. This Ana bechayech kabbalistic prayer. The last line of Ana bechayech is Baruch Shem Kavod Machusay. You say that quietly. Also, if you want to say, I mean, everyone says Ana bechayech. The whole thing we say. Kind of, kind of mutter the whole thing. But what if you're saying the first six lines out loud? The seventh one, Baruch Shem, you have to say quietly, you're allowed to say that out loud also. There's also Baruch Shem. You say that quietly, out loud. What about the Baruch Shem that you make on a Baruch Levatala, a Baruch Shem Tzricha? You know the halachas, you say Baruch Shem Kavayim Machzor You say that also quietly, or you say that out loud? How do we apply the Gemara? So let's take it from the tap. So, 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 so the Tzlach... Slach asks a cash on the Gemara. Slach says, "Why can't you say it out loud? What's the problem?" The Gemara says, "We should say it. Out, we should say it. Uh, we can't say it because Moshe didn't say it, right? That, that's, we can't say it because Moshe didn't say it. On the other hand, we should say it because Yaakov did say it, right? That was the Gemara's dilemma. The original dilemma is 
we want to say because Yaakov said it, but we can't say because Moshe didn't say it. It's the compromise say it, but say it quietly. Since when can't we say things that Moshe didn't say? Yeah. Everything we say in Tefillah is, is something that Moshe said? I mean, we're just talking... What? It was the Hemshech of the Shema. Oh, beautiful. So the Tzlach says Yaisa Shmuel's answer. But everyone understood the question? Tzlach's question was, well, so, since when are, are we not allowed to say things that we can only say exclusively things that Moshe said? What's the Peshat in the Gemara? What's the problem with the Gemara? It says the Tzlach, the Peshat in the Gemara is, not that we can't say things that Moshe didn't say, there's tons of things in Davening that Moshe didn't say. But the problem is, Moshe didn't say it in Shema. Moshe didn't incorporate it in Shema. Shema, we're saying Shema Yisrael Hashem, like in Hashem Echad. We go to Vahavta, straight from Shema to Moshe, went straight from Shema to Vahavta, there's nothing in between. So we're being mafzik, we're interrupting, uh, we're making a hafzik where Moshe didn't make a hafzik. Moshe didn't make a hafzik. That's the Pshat in the Gemara. Not that you can't say things that Moshe didn't say. Says that Tzlach, if that's the case, since the whole problem with saying Baruch Shem is we're making a hefzik where Moshe didn't say, we didn't make a hefzik, means the only time that we have this issue, that there, and, and, and by extension we need to make this compromise, say it, but say it quietly, is where we don't want to make a hefzik where Moshe didn't make, we, we don't want to make a hefzik where Moshe didn't. That would mean it's only when we're saying Baruch Shem in between Shema and Vahavta. Because that's where we would be making a hefzik where Moshe didn't. But any Baruch Shem that's not coming in between Shaman Vyohafta is not is not is not a hefsik, right? Everybody understand? Which would mean a baruch shame that you make after a bracha levatola, chasashalm, a baruch shame that you make after anabakayach, and the baruch shame that you say in Yom Kippur Katan, you can say it loud. Because in Yom Kippur Katan, you're not saying Shema with Vyohafta, you're not saying the full Shema. You're saying just Shema, you're just being Makabal of Malchus Shemaim. So anytime you're saying just that line of Shema without Vyohafta, you 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 can say it out loud, very gishmak. So according to this, so and the slach writes explicitly. Therefore, it says the slach and yom kippur katan. When you do kabbalos omachus shemayim, you don't have to say that baruch shem quietly. You can say it out loud. So what's this guy's problem? Oh, it's exactly. Yeah. What's this guy's problem? <laughs> what's this problem? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, so this is add kind of slach. So according to the slach, this is the slach. The nadi bihuda is telling us. That, that the, the, the Baruch Shem that's not coming as part of Shema, you're allowed to say out loud. Which would mean that what about when you're saying Shema at home with your kids at nighttime Shema? That's a problem. That's a problem. You've got to say it quietly. And that's the Minigo Elim is to say that one quietly. Why, what about the briskarov? We don't understand the briskarov yet. Where's, where's the briskarov coming from? Very good. Why very is that good. Be a problem? You're not really being, you're not doing it for the mitzvah. You're doing it for the You're making a hefzik. You're saying the first prank of Shema. Shema. But is, you, isn't the problem that for you become kind of a mitzvah of Kriya Shema? Meaning... You're saying the paragraph that Moshe said, and you're throwing extra stuff in there. You're throwing extra stuff into Moshe's paragraph. You're throwing like extra things in. So it would be like Lahavdil. Let's say it without the Lahavdil. I get up. Who knows the Gettysburg address over here? Pinchas Yaakov, you probably know the Gettysburg address. Who? The Gettysburg address. Who is Gettysburg? Uh, Abraham Lincoln. By, Famous presidential speech. The Gettysburg famous Address. Speech at Gettysburg. Okay. Oh, oh. Gettysburg. Gettysburg. Yeah. Gettysburg. 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 Gettysburg Address. So he said the Gettysburg Address, right? So we, who has it memorized? So everyone has like the first half a sentence memorized. Okay, so let's say, let's say, let's just say we were. Yaakov just said it by heart. No, he said the part that everybody knows by heart. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's a little more than yes. the preamble to the Constitution of the United States of America. There are certain things that you're supposed to have memorized, and probably did have memorized, but as soon as we didn't have to have them memorized anymore, they all they evap- they, you know, evaporated from our minds. So like, let's say you have, you know, you get someone who gets up and says Gettysburg Address, and, and we all know the Gettysburg Address, he starts throwing his own stuff in there. 
uh, chutzpah, right? Isn't that what Abraham Lincoln said? You, you, you're throwing your own stuff into Gettysburg Address? <laughs> what? <laughs> that's not the Nusuch, that's right, that's right. It's not the Nusuch. <laughs> so, that's no, the same thing, right? Revive your life. That's the end. They're saying, we're saying, Moshe Beinu Shema. We're throwing stuff in there. Moshe didn't say. You want to say your own stuff? Say it on, on your, your time. Say your, make, make up your own, you know, your tefillah. Don't, don't throw it into, uh, to, uh, to Moshe's, to Moshe's Shema. No, that's, 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 that's the Pshat and the Gemara, according to Tzlach. Yeah, so we don't have Pshat in the Briskarov, and we don't have Pshat in the, the Moshe. The Moshe, the, 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 by, by uh, the Yom Kippur Katnyad. The Yom Kippur Katnyad, I'm sure he's still doing it. I'm sure he's still going strong. Um, that's a stellar. The, the, the Moshe is uh, understandable. It's the whole idea, I mean, you know, it's, it's a matter. Not quite the Slach. No, 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 my point is, it, it's a matter. It's a Gemara. It's not like, it's, it's not written. It's not in, 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 in the Torah. It's, it's nowhere. Gemara says there's a Messiah that Yaakov Avinu, what happened, and this and that, and he wanted to give a chizuk and mechazik his children, and they all said, we're on the same page with you. Don't worry about yeah. it. What has to do with Shema? What has to do with Shema? The whole idea, the whole thing has to do with Shema. The whole thing, nothing to do with Kabbalah's Mitzvah Shemayim. So it, just because you have a story of, uh, of uh, Yaakov Avinu, you have a story of Yaakov Avinu that want to be Mechazah's children, and Gemara brings the story, which is not in the Torah, nowhere, just the matters. We know it somehow with Kabbalah of Chazal. Right. Just do with Mitzvah Shema, Kabbalah Shemaim. Okay, so very good. Very this. good, very good. Excellent, excellent. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. Very good question. Just want to make a, a, a point. Yeah, yeah, very good, very good. Okay, so so far, in the meantime, we have the Tzlach, the coin that Tzlach, we're okay, we're good to go with the Yom Kippur Cotton. Um, and... The, any any baruch shame that's not part of the paragraph of Shema, you can say that out loud. So the baruch shame after a brach levatala chasasham or after an you're good with that. Okay. Now there's another a whole another mahalach, a whole another way of understanding. So that's the slach's understanding of of uh, what the pram is in saying something that Moshe didn't say. It's a hapsik. There's another approach. The the, the achreinim say disagree with the slach and they say. What does the Gemara mean? What's the issue of saying something that Moshe didn't say? It's it's um, purporting to say something that that um, purporting to be on a level that's higher than Moshe. That's the problem. Meaning, it's not about the hefsik, but it's about a, a certain um, presumptuousness that that we can say things that are on a madrega. That 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 Moshe didn't reach. In other words, there's an understanding like this that 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 it seems that the right response, the right follow-up to Shema's Baruch Shem, because that's what Yaakov Vinu said. That's the starting point in in the second approach over here. If you the right way to conjoin Shema, you say after you say Shema, you follow up a Shema with a excuse me Baruch Shem. Baruch Shem is always the right follow-up to Shema. They go hand in hand. After Kabbalah so Malchus we praise the Malchus of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Forever, and that's why Yaakov responded to Shema with Baruch Shem. That's the right response. That's that's that's, that's the right, correct continuation. Moshe didn't put it into the Torah. Moshe didn't put this into Veschana. And if and if we say it, it sounds like we're saying, okay, well, Moshe didn't say it because he didn't reach the heights of Yaakov Avinu. Yaakov is the Bechir Shabbos. Yaakov is is the, is the is the the Patish puts all the the Avos together. Yaakov Avinu is. Is etched on the Kisayakov, but Yaakov was able to pull down Baruch Shem. Moshe, no, Moshe wasn't able to receive this revelation of Baruch Shem. But we, we can say Baruch Shem, because we know that because we, we got that as a Messiah from Yaakov Avinu. The the uh, issue with that, which the Gemara is telling us, 
is that we're, we're, we seem to be putting ourselves on a level above Moshe Rabbeinu. That's what the Gemara means, according to the second understanding that the Yachreinim have of Nemre. We should say, Moshe wasn't Megala that, and if we want to say that because Yaakov wasn't Megala that, we're kind of purporting to be on a, on a Madrega that's higher than Moshe Rabbeinu. Because if it was really the right thing to say after Shema, Moshe would have said it when Moshe recorded the parish of Shema. So therefore, even though, yes, we see from Yaakov that that's the right follow-up to Shema, but if Moshe didn't say it, it looks like we're putting ourselves on a Madrega above Moshe. Mechatesi, we're not on Madrega above, above Moshe Rabbeinu. Uh, according to this approach, to go with this, then, first of all, so why do we say it on Yom Kippur? On Yom Kippur, how can we say it out loud? On Yom Kippur, how can we say it out loud? I, Moshe, didn't say it. We're claiming to be higher than Moshe. Teret says, on Yom Kippur, we are higher than Moshe. On Yom Kippur, we're higher than Moshe. There's once a year that we're higher than Moshe Rabbeinu. We're, ma- we're like Malachim. We're like Malachim on Yom Kippur. Therefore, we're able to say, um, Baruch Shem on, on, uh, on Yom Kippur aloud because... Um, because Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, because, because, um, yes, Moshe didn't say because he's still a, a Ben Adam, he's not a Malach, we're Malachim and Yom Kippur last said. In fact, this is what the tour says. The tour in Hilchus Yom Kippur says the reason we can say that loud on Yom Kippur is um, because we reach the level of Malachim. That's what he says. Um, And Yom Kippur, we're able to say Shema, Baruch Shem out loud because we reach the level of Malachim. So we can say, we can say this, we can say this praise out loud. We reach the, the heights of Malachim. Um, yeah. So, um, during the rest of the year, when we're not on the level of Malachim, so we have to make sure we don't say it, because if Moshe didn't put it into Shema, that means that that um, that uh, everybody from Moshe and below is not the Madrig of sticking that into Shema, even though Yaakov Vinu did. If from Moshe and onward, Moshe did not. For us to do it, nevertheless, would purport to be higher than Moshe. Um, we want to say it nevertheless because Yaakovinu did say it, so that's why we say it quietly. The compromise is say it quietly because we're acknowledging the fact that Yaakov said it, so it is something very, very significant to say in Shema. It is part of Kabbalah's Machoshmaim, but we don't want to claim to be higher than Moshe, so we say it quietly. Anyum Kippur. And that's a reality that we're higher. We're on the level of Malachim. We can say it out loud. So according to, 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 um, to this Pshat, if, um, if it's about a, a, a making an affront, to Moshe Rabbeinu, let's 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 speak that out. Has has that played itself out? That, um, according to this understanding, which Rav Yashiv actually goes with this in Halacha, it's a something that's only applicable to Shema, but B would be applicable to Shema under all circumstances. Meaning the issue we don't say that loud is because again we find that Moshe didn't put it into the 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 sequence of Shema. So if we put into the sequence of Shema, we're claiming to be on a higher level of revelation, level of revelation of Yaakov that Moshe was was was, was did not did not give over to us in the Torah. It's still only relevant though to Shema, the 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 sequence, the Seder Adoram of Shema. So in Shema all year round, wherever we daven, 
you don't say Baruch Shem Elad. You say it quietly because otherwise we're claiming to be higher than Moshe. We're claiming to be like Yaakov. And Yom Kippur in Shema, you say it out loud because we're like Malachim now. Any Baruch Shem that's not part of Shema, like the second approach as well, would still be okay to say out loud because we're not claiming to be higher than Moshe. Moshe didn't put it into Shema. We're not, by Shema, I mean the first paragraph of Shema. But if you say it as a follow-up to a bracha, you say it as a follow-up to, um, to Anabekayach, you say it as part of Yom Kippur Khan, you'd be okay because we're not claiming to be on a level that's higher than Moshe. Moshe omitted it from the sequence of Shema. He didn't, you know, omit it. Stamazo, he didn't put it into Shema, right? the full paragraph of Shema. So, like this approach, again, we should not say Baruch Shem Alad, both at home and privately, but when you're saying it as not part of Shema, just to say, like, being... Being makabel Hashem's malchus, like Yom Kippur Kohen, you'd still be okay. So this fellow at the Kaisel still be a little bit. Um, we still understand where he's coming from. Also the Riskarov. So one final approach over here. This is the Riskarov's approach. The Riskarov said like this. This is the Riskarov with the Rechaim. They said, um, "What's the pshat in the Gemara that that uh, Moshe didn't say it at lad, so we can't say it at lad?" Pshat is that Moshe. Um, when he went up to Shemayim, they cite a medrash that says that he heard the Malachim saying Baruch Shem. And this is the, the praise that the Malachim are Makalas HaKadosh Baruch with. Malachim, when the Malachim praise God, they praise God, we praise God with Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokein Hashem Echad. The Malachim, when they're Makalas to Rebbein Shalom, they praise Hashem with Baruch Shem. The Malachim say Baruch Shem. So this is a praise, it's similar, but let's not confuse it with the second approach. It's similar but different than the second approach. The third approach is, this is a praise that the Malachim um, have reserved for their praise of Hashem. It's something that Malachim say. And when we say it, the Malachim regard us as like Mehechatesi. They're like miskanen, the, the Medrash says. They're, they're miskanen with us. They, they, they look at us with, with an attitude of, you, you're mortal beings. Um, um, the Lashon of the Pasuk, um, the Lashon over there in Tehillim, um, in the Gemara and Shabbos, uh, regard mankind disparagingly. Um, uh, it's not okay, I'll, I'll remember it later. Um, yeah, along those lines, yeah. But, Anos, uh, one second. Yeah, yeah the Gemara Shabbos quotes, right. quotes the Gemara. Okay, the Pazik said the, the Malachim regard mankind disparagingly. Our, 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 um, um, Kisis Kirenu is. Kisis Kirenu. Yes, yes, thank you. So, the Malachim look at us and say, who are we to say Baruch Shem? Baruch Shem is our praise of God. Mankind can't say our praise of God. Make they see for us to say, for, for, for mankind to say Baruch Shem. So this is something that gets the Malachim very upset. And, and when mankind says the praise of the Malachim, the Malachim don't like that, so it's inappropriate for us to say Baruch Shem. The Briskarov cites his measure. The Briskarov held that when did the Malachim get upset when we say Baruch Shem, when, when we together as a Tzibur, as a Tzibur, as a Tzibur, Klaisrael, praise the HaKadosh Baruch Hu, together as a Tzibur, with Baruch Shem, the Malachim don't like that. But a, a, a Yachid, Who's saying Baruch Shem on his own? The Malachim don't really, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't notice that. It doesn't make a ruckus up in Shemaim. That's not stirring up a, 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 a whole tumult in Shemaim when, when a Yachid decides to say Baruch Shem on his own. That's not the Tzibur. That's not Klai Yisrael trying to, trying to compete with the Malachim. That's a Yachid. A Yachid doesn't get attention up in Shemaim. The Brisker of held, La Halacha, 
based on this medrash, the only issue with saying Baruch Shem out loud is Klaiso trying to compete with the Malachim. When is Klaiso trying to compete with the Malachim? When, as at Sibor, we're praising Kodesh Baruch Hu. So when Klaiso is at Sibor, says Baruch Shem, as at Sibor, we have to say Baruch Shem quietly. When a Yachar on his own wants to say Baruch Shem, the Malachim don't even notice you. They, they, you, you slip on, in, under the radar. The, you don't make any, get any attention up there in Shemaim. So you can say Baruch Shem out loud. So according to the Briskarav, it comes out like this. Has a play out in Halacha. In Shul, when the Tzibur gets up to Shema, you have to say it quietly. You have to say it quietly because so you're making a ruckus. Very good, very good. So anytime the Tzibur says something as part of the Seder Atfilah, is making a ruckus, and Shema is making the Malachim upset, Malachim regardless disparagingly, mm-hmm. that you have to say quietly, it's inappropriate for us to say that out loud. If you're davening b'yechidus at home, you're not attracting the attention of the Malachim, you're not making a tumult, you can say it out loud. Quiet in Tibur. I mean, in, in Fila, that's the Minakis. It's Shukhanar Hosa mentions this. Mishnabur, we say it quietly. Not the Valitzion. Valitzion. Uh, also Kodesh. The whole Aramaic. The whole Aramaic part of Barakwai. It's just in between. Right? It says, at, so what, at home, at home, what about at home? When you're davening Bichis at home, there wouldn't be any issue with saying Baruch Shem out loud because, again, this is not Kleisrol. On mass, um, doing something that's inappropriate, emulating the malachim. So at home, you couldn't do it. Briskarov's own practice was whenever he'd have him be he would say Baruch Shem out loud. But he'd say Shema with your kids at night, according to Briskarov. You can say Baruch Shem out loud all year round. There's nothing mad with saying Baruch Shem um, aloud. Also, anytime you, a person would have to say Baruch Shem because of a Baruch of Atala, Baruch Shem Atzricha, um, after on a Bekayach, I'm sorry, uh, on your own after a Bracha, you could say it out loud. And nothing mad with saying it out loud because. It's not Klai Yisrael saying something altogether. But what about something that's part of Seder Atfil that Klai Yisrael is saying together, then it should again be said quietly. So, so the Baruch Shem you say after Anu Bekayach and Davening should be said quietly. Should be said quietly. On um, Yom Kippur, the Shema that we say on Yom Kippur is Klai Yisrael saying it together, but that Baruch Shem we say out loud because now we're on the level of Malachim. We're on the level of Malachim, so Malachim can't be upset with us anymore that Mei Right, who are these mortal beings that are trying to mimic us, are trying to copy us? We're not mortal beings on Yom Kippur, we're Malachim. So that's why we can say it out loud. What about Kabbalah's Omach Shemaim on Yom Kippur Katan that you say at the end that's of the Yom Kippur Katan? That's not, ah, that's we're saying it all together, we're saying it's at Sibor, and it's not Yom Kippur, so we're not Malachim. It's a Yom Kippur Katan, so we're only Malachim Katanim, right? Not really Malachim because it's Yom Kippur Katan. We shouldn't be saying that Baruch Shem out loud. That's where the Kaiselgid was coming from. This guy who had a special shtel to shashkin everybody up. Yom Kippur Khan, the Kaiselgid was going like the brisker of. Yeah. a brisker. That's that was where he was coming from. <laughs> so if you go with the brisker of, then yes, Taka, the, the Baruch Shem of, of Yom Kippur Khan should not be said out loud because it's not about. Um, it's not about interrupting Shema. It's not about saying something in Shema that I shouldn't say. It's about saying is as a Tzibur. Saying Baruch Shem is a Tzibur. You can't do that at last. Yeah, the Minnega Oilam is not to, to go with this brisk I don't think Lechumra or Lekula. In other words, people, when they dive into Yechidus, they say Baruch Shem quietly. So if you say Baruch Shem quietly at home, that means you're not going with the brisk Lachumra, so you have the right to go Lakula also not like the Briskarov and say it's part of Yom Kippur If you, you can't have both ways. If at home, whenever you say, oh, I heard in the Shir that I can say Baruch Shem at home, alone, when I'm davening it by myself, I could, I could say it out loud, so then you have to, you, you have to go with that Yid, the Kaisal Yid, and you're not allowed to say it out loud on Yom Kippur Kodan. It's the same thing with your kids also, if you go to the Briskarov, you can go, you can, you can go Lakula, you can say it out loud with your kids, but if you can say it out loud 
with your kids when you're saying Shema with them at night. I heard in the Shir, Kindloch, we can say Baruch Shem out loud together because I heard that in the Shir, like the Briskarov, and you, the, your kids are going to, one day they're going to grow up and they're going to shh, shh, shh. They're going to shashkin everybody up because I don't know if you want your kids doing that when they when they grow up. Okay. Um, the one final thing, Rabbi Sai, just uh, getting back to the Gemara. So those are three Mahalchim. Explain the Minigah Eilam. It really is to go with it. Slach, the first one, to say that the whole issue is about the interruption. Um, and and that's and and, and also uh, learn from you that and it's recorded that you said that it, it, it's a wife's job to, to say shema yeah. tonight. Yeah, that's right. So everyone should go home <laughs> and tell their wives this is your Shusha. job. Shusha. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I mean, um, can't it, take it out anymore. Anyone who wants, me, yeah, I'll, I'm happy to call up anyone's Rebbe and let them know. Um, so. Finally, we had this analogy over this. What about the Kabbalah? What about the princess with the, with the Yapchik, the Yapchik scrapings, right? So the, the, the Gemara said that it's like the Basmelech that, that smelled the, the scrapings from the Yapchik and uh, they had a sneak of that. That's, that's the Borch Shem. What, what's the Yapchik or the scrapings? The, so so there's a thing. The Nefesh Achaim brings down this Gemara. The Nefesh Achaim says a Pshat in this Gemara. It's, but the Nefesh Achaim's Pshat needs a Pshat. So I'll just say where I was in the Kabbalah from my Rebbeim is the Pshat in the Nefesh Achaim. Um, what I heard from my Rebbeim in the Nefesh Chaim is the following. There's really two Pesukim. They're both Kabbalah's um, Omach Hashemai. Shemai Yisrael Hashem Lekein Hashem Echad. We're in Kabbal, um, We're saying Hashem is, is the, 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 the Baal Koiches, Baal Hashem is in charge of everything. That's Kabbalah's Omach Hashemai. I accept Hashem upon me, Legamri, and upon the universe. And Baruch Shem is the same thing, but on a lower level. We're saying... Not only I believe and I understand conceptually that you are the melech of everything. That's Shema Yisrael. Baruch Shem Kavoyd Machus But I'm saying your Machus is really down here also. Down here also, everything that's in existence is also a revelation of your Machus. Everything down here. Kavoyd Machusoy refers to the lower regions. To, 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 this world. This world's also all yours. Shema Yisrael, we're speaking more on a lofty level. Hashem, you're, the, you're, you're in charge of everything. You're the Baal you're the Baal Everything comes from you. Baruch Shem is saying, and everything down here is you. Everything down here is really a, a revelation, a gilui, an extension of your machus. <clears throat> we say that quietly, because although on the, on the one hand, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, desires that and wants us to put his malchus everywhere because everything really is there's no such thing as anything that's outside of Hashem's malchus on the other hand the way we see the world right now it's a little bit a little bit ignominious it's a little bit disrespectful to say that Hashem's malchus is everywhere in this world there's a lot of crazy things in this world a lot of wacky things in this world a lot of, a lot of tumba a lot, a lot of schmutz a lot of rishos a lot of evil and atrocities that are going on in this world. Say, Hashem is here everywhere in this world also, in the, in the Holocaust, in Hamas, in, 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 in the, the liberals, right? The woke movement. Hashem is everywhere. The leftists, Hashem is everywhere, but He really is. Everything is ultimately a hemshech and a gilu of But to put Hashem everywhere, everywhere that we see, that, that, that's, that seems to be disrespectful. So we say that quietly that's the that's the b'chashoy the bas melech is is the idea that the shechina really is everywhere even in the tzike kedera even the scrapings at the bottom of the pad but from our perspective it looks disrespectful we'll say that so we say it quietly the malachim have a higher perspective it's very good this is i get how i heard this from my rebbe but the malachim are always saying baruch shame 
Why? Because the malachim, from their perspective, they don't see any steer. They don't see any kasha. They're at the level where they see Hashem's plan. They understand how all these crazy things like the woke movement, the liberal movement, all of that's really just playing at the Kosh master plan, and they see that with clarity, so they don't have any issues saying Baruch Shem. Mm-hmm. We who are down here, we don't like that. We only see confusion and chaos, so for us, it's just that we have to say it quietly. Very good, But according to this, according to this, it's, 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 you would all, exactly, you'd always have to say Baruch Shem quietly. Mm-hmm. Because it's a, such a high-level praise of Baruch Baruch it's disrespectful for us to say something that, that's that, that which is such a high-level praise. Actually, no, I'm sorry. You, you only have to say it when it goes back-to-back with Shema. When you're saying Baruch Shem as a follow-up to Shema, because that's, Baruch Shem has a number of functions. It comes to be Makabal Ol Malchus Shemayim. It comes as a follow-up to Shukal, but it was also like it, like it, it mends a bracha, fixes up a bracha levatolo after anabekayich. So it's only it's only disrespectful when it's based on this gemara and based on the nefesh Haim, when it's saying juxtapose the shema. Anytime you say baruch shem together with shema, there's like two levels of kabbalah of shemaim, the the higher one and the lower one. That's when you have to say it out loud according to the kabbalistic approach. So whether it's in Not public loud. or in private, ex- I'm sorry, in quiet, quietly, only when it's being said together with Shema. So publicly or privately, in shul or at home during the year, or on Yom Kippur Katan, you have to say it quietly. So here also the Yom Kippur Yid would be correct. Uh, the Yom Kippur Katan Yid, the Kaisa Yid would be correct. But if I'm saying Baruch Shem not as a follow-up to Galazom Shemaim, just to fix up a Baruch Levatolah, or after Anabakayich, you would be able to say it at lead. Thank you all for joining. Everyone should have a wonderful, blessed week.